but um, I just bought a house recently um, and my realtor is one of my favorite humans in the world um, and she is so good. And, um, you know, she had to be honest with us quite a few times. And uh, the way that she finessed that, I thought was really good. Hi, I'm Maud Leger, and this is the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we crack the code to real estate success. Learn from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators about how to grow your business as we discuss real estate success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Check out our podcast episodes every Monday to crack the code to success for your real estate business. This week, I'm speaking with Jeremy Goodrich, owner of Shine Insurance. Today's chat is all about sales, marketing, and delivery. Jeremy shared tons of tips and advice on how realtors can stay on top of their game from networking, marketing, lead generating, and attracting clients with integrity and purpose. Let's get to my chat with Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Thanks for joining us on the episode today. Tell us, how can realtors stay on top of their game? Maude, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Really excited to talk with your listeners today and help realtors to level up their game just a little bit. I think the way to stay on top of your game in any kind of market is, number one, be yourself, right? I think that no matter what you're doing, whether it's in my world, in the insurance world, whether it's the realtors, uh, whether it's the lenders, all the people that make up the cycle of the home buying process, being yourself is number one. And then I would say number two is really linking up with these other folks. Obviously, every realtor understands that having a relationship with a good lender is a key piece, right? Yeah. And so making sure that your, your lender relationship is right there. But I would also say, how are you connecting with you know your title company folks, with your appraisers, with your um, insurance advisors, right? And make sure that that network is as big as possible in the core community so that those folks talk about you when the opportunity comes alive. So that would be the first thing I would think. And then obviously your social media presence and things of that, which I'm sure we're going to get into in our conversation today. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the networking. Somebody who doesn't know where to start, what advice do you have for that? So I think there's a variety of different ways to connect, right? I think there's in-person, obviously. I walked in uh, to a restaurant the other night. It was my wife's uh, uh, birthday, and we were going to a restaurant. And I saw one of my employees sitting at a table, and I looked around that table, and I knew all of the faces, and every single one of them was a realtor and or, or a lender. I should say a realtor or a lender, or my employee was obviously an insurance advisor. Um, and I thought, what a great way to just connect. And they were doing, I, they had some name for it. You know, it was like martinis and... Uh, whatever. Um, but they were getting together and just talking about strategy. What are you seeing in the market? What do you see? I live in Bloomington, Indiana in the United States, right? Um, what are you seeing here in Bloomington? What's changing? What's going on with inventory? What are we seeing uh, associated with prices? So I think number one, when it comes to networking is the good old fashioned, just being present. I mean, most realtors are working in your own markets and understanding the actual humans in your markets is key. Um, Another piece, though, as we move into the digital world, I think that's a really great way to network. Um, so it, it could be Instagram where you're really I feel like Instagram is a place where you're really trying to attract clients in a lot of ways. Right. You're talking to a potential ideal client base. Um, but but a Facebook or a LinkedIn, there's a place where you can really network again with that internal community of other people who are in the world of of home purchasing. 
Um, Realtors are at the top of the funnel, right? You're often the first people who get that phone call from someone. And so you're oftentimes referring to other people, but those folks are referring back to you as well. So that was a very general uh, answer to your question, Maude, but maybe you can let me know where you want to go from there. Yeah, tell me about your LinkedIn challenge that you told me about. So yeah, we I, I uh, facilitate LinkedIn challenges uh, for folks. And, and here's my basic premise with LinkedIn. I believe there is no better social media site to connect with exactly who it is that you want to connect with as an ideal client. For, for realtors connecting with everyday home buyers, that shifts a little bit for me, right? LinkedIn starts to be a little bit less valuable. But what I do is, is with our folks, whether it's insurance advisors across the United States, or um, I'm in the commercial real estate world a lot. Um, so in the commercial real estate world, um, we get together and we post on LinkedIn every single day for 10 days. Now I post on LinkedIn every day anyway, but we support each other in our journey. And our, our goal is to get an ideal clients. And in my case, we pick 20 ideal clients, people you would love to work with, whether that's buy or sell a home to, or just have in your network. We pick those 20 people. And then our intention is over the course of 10 days to see if we can connect with them in a way that they're engaging in our content. And ultimately, the ultimate goal of the challenge is to get a DM conversation happening where now you're talking one-on-one and you're talking about, hey, let's can we go get a coffee sometime and chat? Or you're taking them into what would be more of the sales conversation, right? LinkedIn is a marketing strategy, a place where we can go and find people we didn't know before. And so we're really trying to get people to the point where we're in DMs together, we're talking with each other about next steps and whatever our sales strategy is. Yeah, and really having a one-on-one conversation, not just blasting posts online that waiting for what will come back. Totally get the strategy there. A hundred percent. It's very, when you decide who your ideal clients are and pick 10 or 20 of them, then you know whether it's working because if they're not engaging with your content, and you're not engaging with their content, then it, it isn't working. And so, yeah, the, the first step is engaging with their content. If you have people you want to work with, you want to do business with, you just want to be aligned with because they're realtors that are further along in the journey than you, whatever it is, you need to decide to actively engage with their content on social media and then try and get them to the point where they're engaging with yours. That's the next step, right? And then after that step, it's, hey, let's engage in a private conversation and take it to the next place. No, for sure. Makes sense. What would be your best advice for realtors starting up? Where do they go? Where do they, like, what's the first thing realtors should do? I think the, the really the first thing you can do is be really specific about who your ideal client is. Name that person. Think about their story. What is it they're doing? Is it a first-time home buyer? Is it someone who's buying a property for the sake of investing so that they can put other, you know, rent it out to other people? Are you interested in commercial real estate? Obviously, that's a whole different world. Um, but you know, um, what is it? Who is your ideal client? And then, you know, you you need to start talking with them. I would say Instagram is a, is a great place to do that. You know, especially if you're local, you can hashtag the local area. Um, if you're so new that you're not even in houses yet, uh, you don't have a, I mean, you can go to Brokers Opens, right? Go to Brokers Opens, film an Instagram video. You know, these kinds of things work. And I see this from realtors in my town all the time. 
you know, they're just talking about properties, the positives of a property, maybe the negatives of a property. And as you get more experience, if you can share that with people, it's incredibly key. And then the last thing I would say is if you answer a question for someone that needs to be out there in content in some way. Yeah. Um, I get asked all the time, does my insurance policy cover a rental car? Uh, if I'm going to, I'm going to fly to Orlando, Florida and, and go to Disneyland or world or whatever, and, and rent a car. That, that's a question I get three times a week. Right. And my response is always, here's the video I created on it. And here's the template information that's there. Right. So if you're getting questions, you know, over and over again, create content around them. Yeah. Creating content is a good way to talk about repurposing content. Like, like you mm -hmm. say, if you have a question, make a content out of it. How else do you repurpose your content? So I, I basically have, um, so I create long form content for the most part. That's through my podcast about commercial real estate. And that's through another, my uh, YouTube channel where I do, it's essentially a podcast as well, but it's on YouTube um, where we, you know, talk about insurance agency ownership, right? So the topic is not the same as most of your listeners who are talking about real estate, residential real estate and what's going on, but I create long form content. And then for me, I ha I do have uh, an editor who breaks it down into those little snippets that you see a lot and put it out there. I'm not doing a ton of short form right now, though, um, because what the ideal client I'm speaking to is not hanging out as much on TikTok and Instagram and places like that, right? They're looking for long form content. So that's what I'm giving them. Yeah, for sure. From your experience with working with realtors, what would be three most valuable characteristic of a successful realtor? Well, you have to be personable, even if you're a little bit of an introvert. And even if you go out and you do those showings and when you come home, you just feel exhausted, um, which is the sign of an introvert oftentimes, right? If you go out and do a bunch of showings and you're just filled with energy afterward, you're probably an extrovert and you, you, know, you probably don't need any of this advice. But for those of you who are like me, who struggle to want to go out and socialize and, and, you know, I think for a realtor, you have to figure out how you're going to be personable how you're going to make eye contact, how you're going to hold, you know, all the things you have to do to really make someone feel comfortable with you. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, number two is you have to be honest yes, in a way that works for the personality of the individual you're talking to. And that is an art form in and of itself. Some people like brutal honesty. Some people need finessed honesty. Yes. Some will need you to listen to them first before you provide that honesty. But um, I just bought a house recently um, and my realtor is one of my favorite humans in the world. Um, and she is so good. And, um, you know, she had to be honest with us quite a few times. And uh, the way that she finessed that I thought was really good. And then the last skill I think would be a real knowledge of the ability to negotiate a deal. You know, things, there's so many elements of a deal. The offer I made on this house was $30,000 less than the highest offer uh, that was made on this house, but I got it. Why did I get it? Well, we let the the former owner live in the house for two months after closing without charging them any rent, right? We had um, a couple of other clauses that um, were really helping us in the deal. We were able to look at the seller and this is my realtor, not me, right? My realtor was able to look yeah. at the seller, look at the situation and say, this is how we should structure the offer to speak most clearly 
to the seller. And the other realtors weren't able to do that as well as ours was. And we ultimately got the deal. And I was fascinated by the capacity of our realtor to do that really, really well. So understanding what tools you have in your toolbox, and obviously price is one of them, but it certainly isn't all of them. And I think that would be the third thing. That is fantastic. Like to see how your realtor was able to pick up that strategy, work with you, work with what the seller really wanted. Because like you said, it's not always money, but you offered them mm -hmm. things that was more valuable to them. I love it. Yeah, like the on the inspection, we said, we're not going to come back with anything under $10,000, right? That's a really easy way because every seller is scared that after inspection, you're just going to renegotiate the whole deal. Yeah. So if you you know put a, a, a barrier at the bottom and say, look, anything under 10K, we're not going to talk to you about, but we do want an inspection. And it is contingent on inspection, but, you know, you know, here's a piece of that that says, hey, you don't have to worry about us nickel and diming you after the inspection. Yeah. Clear messaging. And that's amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about business growth. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever received that helped you grow your business? You know, I think that I come back to an author named Jay Bear, who's a great marketing author. Uh, he's also a friend of mine and a neighbor, as it turns out. Wow. Um, but he uh, wrote a lot of books, uh, Utility, Hug Your Haters, Talk Triggers, just great advice all over the place. But Utility is the first book I ever wrote or read when I was uh, starting my business 10 years ago. And the basic premise was really understand your ideal client, as I said previously in this in this conversation. And then just do good things for that person or that group of people. How can you help those people on their journey? When I first started uh, my insurance agency, first-time homebuyers were my ideal client. And so I created a course called the New Homebuyers Guide. It's still available at newhomebuyersguide.org. It's absolutely free. Um, but a, a course on how to buy a house, the 10 steps to buying a house from getting your credit right. Uh, through pre-approval, finding a realtor and a lender, what an escrow period is, all the way to what your monthly mortgage payment is made up of after you've moved into the house and you're settled. And that had nothing to do with insurance. I mean, insurance is in there, but it was an attempt at just doing good for my ideal client. So I think that's the best advice I've ever gotten as I'm growing my business. Be really, really clear about who it is you serve and then serve them however you can serve them. It doesn't even, it doesn't have to do with the fact that you're a realtor, you know, people will realize you're a realtor. They'll see you as a trustworthy thought leader in your community, and they'll come to you to want to do business with you when it's time to do so. That is fantastic advice. I think so. Instead of sending your credit, your business card to everybody, just doing something good for them first. I think that's very key. Yeah, when you're on the board of the local boys and girls club or whatever, and you're in those photos, you're you're at no point are you saying, "Hey, come, let me help you buy a house." But that's what people are seeing when they say, "Hey, this is a trustworthy person, and I know that they're a realtor." Yeah, nice. Let's talk about you and your business a little bit. How can realtors leverage their partnership with you to grow their own business? Well, I, you know, as far as realtors connecting, unless you're a commercial real estate investor, if you're anywhere in the country or in the, you know, in either of our countries, uh, we may not be able to connect. So I would say leverage those relationships, you know, find that local insurance advisor mm -hmm. and, and leverage their relationship, not necessarily with me or my business personally, although if you're in Indiana, in the USA, please give me a buzz, let's connect. <laughs> um, but how are you, you know, leveraging those 
relationships again with all of your service providers, including an insurance advisor. Nice. And what are you excited about coming up this year? Where are you seeing this industry going this year? Well, it's a fascinating world right now uh, when it comes to real estate. Um, I think that what we're seeing, especially with the inflation points and the interest rates, I'm assuming the Canadian situation is similar. Let me, I guess, ask that question. Are you seeing similar in Canada? Yeah. Interest rate going up, uh, prices going down a little bit. So yeah. we're, we're yeah. following the same trends, really. So probably last year when you were trying to figure out how to battle against 10 other offers in a scenario where, you know, the, the house had only been on the market for 24 hours, you know, now that's shifting. And so as a realtor, I think your value changes, right? Now the value is how can I articulate to a buyer um, whether it's a good idea to buy right now to be able to say, well, you know, what are, what are you paying for rent right now? Okay, well, let's look at what makes sense for you to keep your expenses uh, balanced or maybe, you know, providing the value to potential home buyers or potential home sellers in any market is a key. The value last year was how I can structure an offer to beat everyone else's offer, right? The value this year is how do I know if buying a house right now, given the current stat state is the right choice. Yeah. And I think being flexible enough to understand what value it is you bring and adjusting accordingly is really key. That makes sense. After seeing all sorts of market in the last few years, we've seen those where it was how to uh, structure an offer, how to win at bidding wars or how that now it's completely different. So it's yeah. adapting to that. Yeah. And being adaptable. I mean, you're building, you know, one thing that in the insurance world, we have renewals. So, you know, we kind of have this long term engagement with folks for realtors. You have sort of a one time situation and then you hope that you have that again. And that second part is really key. Right. If you're a new realtor, you can't forget that even though it feels like one transaction, this could be someone who over the course of 20 years does seven transactions. And so you've got to treat it accordingly and set up your system. So you check in with that person six months down the road, a year down the road. How are things going? You know, Do you have any family members that are looking to buy or sell? Um, being able to engage that community. You know, Business ownership is like a snowball rolling down a hill. And when you're first starting, you got like your little teeny fingers pushing the tiny little snowball and it's going really slow and you can be really frustrating. You're like, man, the snowball is never going to get big. But at some point, gravity takes force and it really starts to grow and grow and grow. And if you forget to build the snowball at the top, then it grows slower uh, than it, was, it, it would if you uh, were really putting the energy into it. Yeah, that's a great uh, saying you mentioned too about the systems and the procedures. What else can realtors do in terms of systems and procedure other than touching base with clients or maybe in terms of lead generating systems? What can they put in place? So I'm a, I'm a systems nerd. Um, I, I think that, you know, when you break up any business, realtors included, uh, it really breaks down into three things, right? It's marketing, sales, and delivery. For a realtor, uh, sales is probably that short period of time where you're helping someone decide whether to work with you as a realtor or to work with someone else, right? And delivery is the engagement of helping a seller sell their house, helping a buyer buy the house all the way through to closing time and maybe a little bit after just to make sure that they're okay. I think that if you look at each of those in your business and say, okay, what is my marketing strategy? 
Am I heavy on Instagram? Am I going to try to use LinkedIn? Am I an in-person person? I need to go to every networking event out there. Am I going to stand on a street corner and jump up and down with a sign that says, I'm a great realtor, hire me. Whatever your marketing strategy is, the act of getting a stranger to see you as someone they know, like, and trust is your marketing strategy. I think having a, a CRM or one of the, somewhere where you can put someone's name in and then follow up with them accordingly is, is really important. You can do that on as simple as a Excel spreadsheet, or there's lots of technology out there to do it at a much higher level. Some of that technology is free, so there's probably no reason to be on an Excel spreadsheet, really. Um, but uh, I, I think that's how you do it. So I didn't get specific with systems or processes there, but I think if you break it into those three things, yeah. and then for each of them, you say, this is how I do it, and then repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah, exactly. It gives you a structure. It gives you an idea or something to follow. I think it's important for realtors because they're very scatterbrained or they're going from one deal to another, but not really sitting down to set up procedures. Yes. Anything you do should be documented and in a process. Every single that thing that happens in my business is in a process. Every team member, when they come on, is you know integrated into that process, integrated into the culture, into, integrated into the philosophy and the approach, and then ultimately into the nuts and bolts of checklists to complete a process. We run our business in the same way a pilot runs their plane when they go to take it off. We want to make sure when they go to take off. We want to make sure everything is checked off in the right way and, and it's dealt with in the same way every single time. That's amazing. That's super great to start to see that as a project for realtors or a goal to attain, to have a mm -hmm. business set up like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much. Tell us, where do we find you? Where do we get in, in touch with you? Yeah. So our, uh, again, if you wanted to use that new home buyers guide, that's a really great resource. Absolutely free. That is at newhomebuyersguide.org. You can find me at shineinsurance.com or on LinkedIn and YouTube are the main places that I tend to hang out. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all this advice for realtors. They will love it. I'm sure it was fantastic. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining. If you know anyone who could benefit from learning about sales and marketing to grow a real estate business, please click and share it with them.